Okay, so let's talk about what we know before we bring this person on. Today should be very interesting on this podcast. We are going to talk about a unique radio station, a different kind of radio with a different target. Oh, we also are going to be talking with a Latin style and ballroom dancer. I'm not making this up. It's real. This person does mornings. So right now, you know that she's already burning the candle at both ends. She's been to Hollywood and reported on it. Uh, from a distance, it looks like she really loves social media. We're not sure about that yet. But we're going to find out today and we're going to get you the entire scoop. By the way, today's guest has also been a television news reporter, comedy writer in Hollywood, a red carpet reporter podcast host, and a lot more. And this sounds exactly like the kind of person we'd like to talk to on our podcast. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. I always say that to people because the first time they usually come in contact with us, it's through some social media post or some other way, or maybe somebody sends it to them. We're a podcast. You can go get it on your smartphone anytime. It's free. And of course, our goal is always the same to encourage radio pros at all levels. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you already know we drop fresh weekly episodes featuring a radio pro working right now somewhere in the United States or Canada. This happens every Sunday to enjoy our podcast. Listen to this. You, you only have to be interested in others, open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. We should throw happiness in there, don't you think? Because I think that's missing in some parts of the business. And uh, that's a good place for you to check in and kind of get that rebalance every week. Each week, we have an opportunity to see a snapshot of an individual in our business. It allows us to see radio from an entirely different perspective a different career arc, and we get to see how they're embracing radio right now. And that's valuable. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves, RPC. Our practice is an actual multiplier helping radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. It's this simple. When we go to work for a client and they follow our collaborative process and strategy, their revenue and profit margin rises. Ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Are your local radio stations programmed and positioned to collect the most money today? Revenue is what everybody focuses on, right? Do you need better sales recruitment strategy? We can help you. Schedule a meetup by email. It's easy. First consultation is free, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We're just about a minute away, maybe less, from welcoming Angela Manfredi. She is the morning co-host, Legends Radio in West Palm Beach. And this is going to be a delightful conversation, I can tell you already. 
A big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which we make available minutes after the live interview in our social media and also on the podcast itself. A thank you, of course, to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. By the way, see what you could get for free from our team anytime with our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com, including our Encouraging Sales Success Series and our more than live and local series. And now, let's see what we can get from this week's guest. Angela, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you? I am so great, and I am so happy to be here. Thank you, Lloyd and Joe. You know, I'm so... Joe gets a, a shout-out right up front. You know we're dealing with a really nice <laughs> Of person. course. Uh, now, now, listen, uh, it's really exciting for me to come in contact with you because, well, first, you're doing so many different things. I have so many questions, but I'm going to start with the little ones first. So where were you born? I was born in Belleville, New Jersey. So I'm a Jersey girl, and I grew up in a little town. I call it a city town called Irvington, New Jersey, which was a modest working class place. It was a great place to grow up. And it's a, like a portrait of houses that were so close together that you could open your kitchen window and have a conversation with your neighbor through their kitchen window. And it was like you were in the same room. And it was very neighborhood-ish where, yeah, on our block, all the kids played together. And at any time you were hungry, you could go into any household and be fed. So the kids belong to everybody. The kids belong to every family. And All right. Was, now, wait, yeah. I, I, I have an important question, though. For those of us that have not lived in New Jersey. Yes. Frank Sinatra or John Bon Jovi? Oh, no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot do that to me. Oh. You know, it depends. It, it depends at what part of my life. I think I think Frank Sinatra, for many reasons, John Bon Jovi, of course, is amazing, as is the boss, Bruce. Yes. But we also claim Frankie Valli and Connie Francis. So we have a lot of great, we have so many great artists. That's now you can tell. You can tell by having Angela on today, we might get a little education in a variety of artists too, which is going to be really fun. I want to know, were your parents in radio or what did they do for work? My parents are my heroes. My, my grandparents on my dad's side came through Ellis Island from Italy. And he worked for the state of New Jersey as an appraiser and negotiator for the Department of Transportation until he retired. However, he was also a lyricist and he made records with my uncle Frank, who was a music professor. So there's music in our blood and he would sleep with a transistor radio under his pillow before going to sleep every night. So radio was always big in our house. And my mom came here from Ireland of her own regency. She put herself through nursing school, came to this country by herself at 23 and loved the movies. So the arts were always big in our lives. We always had exposure to the arts. We took dancing lessons and piano lessons. The piano lessons didn't stick for me. I start practicing about a half hour before my lesson. But radio always played a role in our lives, as did the arts. And I remember growing up as a kid, going to my best friend Doreen's house 
uh, on the weekends and we would listen to Casey Kasem's top 40 and we'd sit on this little shag carpet and we'd have our notebook and pens and we'd write down every song in the order of every song of Casey's top 40 and we'd record it in a cassette player that was in the radio at the time. Remember those? Oh yeah. Now wait, did you think I'm going to be on the radio when you've heard Casey Kasem, you think? I didn't know it at the time, but what I did know at the time, Lloyd, was that this was a magical thing because as I was listening to this song, to the countdown and the long distance dedication, someone quite possibly most likely on the other side of the country or somewhere else in the world was listening at the same time I was, and they may have been having a different experience, but the fact that that radio, that song, that message was connecting us was magical to me. Tell me about your first job in the radio business. Now, this is where I guess you're putting headphones on. We want to know what was that like? That was Metro traffic. I had just graduated from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which interestingly is is still owned by Dick Robinson, who owns the radio station I work at. But I didn't start working for him until many years later. But I started at Metro Traffic. And this was a time when you sat at a desk and you had scanners everywhere and oh, you would yeah. listen to the scanners. And I had just come from New Jersey, and I remember talking to people here in West Palm Beach about Forest Hill Boulevard. And they just thought that was so funny. And I'd say Forest Hill Boulevard, and I'd say, why are you laughing at that? And they'd say, because it's Forest Hill Boulevard, <laughs> not Forest Hill Boulevard. <laughs> so. Well, Now, listen, were you intimidated at all? Because I imagine, look, just putting myself in your situation at Metro traffic as a young talent, I'd be terrified. I would get something wrong. Oh, I Were you ever terrified you'd get something wrong? I was never terrified that I would get things wrong, but I would definitely get things wrong. I didn't oh. know. I was, I was uh, sometimes I, because I wasn't as familiar with the area as maybe I should have been. There were times I would get things wrong. But everybody was so supportive and so nice. And I remember a couple of years later, a listener called in and said, Angela, it's eastbound. I, they, I was mixing up the directions, oh. but everybody was so nice. And I tried so hard that um, it, it people got where they needed to get eventually, Lloyd. <laughs> they were just like, you know, that girl is not directional, but I love her so much. <laughs> that's good right all yeah, right so good experience. can you can you briefly share your career path with us because look i i would say you're not a typical radio person before you got involved with legends radio in west palm beach what were a few of the jobs and experiences you've had just to give us a little flavor of background yes it it is a really it's special journey. I've been so lucky. I went from Metro traffic to doing fill in morning news at big one Oh six because their news person went on maternity leave. What I didn't know is that big one Oh six was directly next door to Y 100 literally mm. store. And so when I started doing fill in there, Y 100, the Bobby and footy show invited me to do their newscast. So I would run, I would do the news on big one Oh six change it up a little bit and immediately do the news at Y100. 
And mm. this was such an incredible experience for me to learn so quickly. And I did that for a while. And then I ended up getting a job a little closer to home where I was living in West Palm Beach at the ABC affiliate, WPBF, uh, doing the assignment desk in the newsroom. And that was oh. really cool. And I was an intern on weekends. And one weekend, they sent me out to cover the Chris Everett tennis tournament in Boca Raton. It was a charity tennis tournament. And this is the, the days when you don't know what you don't know. Right. So I went to cover this tennis tournament with my videographer, get a few sound bites, which I did with some of, of the celebrities. And George Bush, who was no longer president, was playing. And I said, well, can we get a sound bite from George Bush? And they said, no, no, he's not doing interviews. So I at all the news uh, stations went, they left. And I said to my videographer, let's just hang around a little bit. So George Bush comes off the courts through this side gate. And I, not knowing any better, jumped over the short little shrub where he was walking and put the microphone in front of him and said, so how, what did you feel about the game today? And by this time, his secret service had backed off a little bit. He put his hand on my back, my shoulder. And I got that soundbite with George Bush, and I was the only one to get it that day. And it went on a national feed. And wow. to me, that was really, it taught me that you don't always have to take no for an answer. You have to be careful. <laughs> but it was really um, a defining moment for me in my career. Well, in sales, they say, if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. But yeah. you're you're telling a little bit different version, which I like, too, which is even if the answer is no, the answer could be yes. Yes. And I think it's how you approach it. I think if you you're well-meaning and well-intentioned, I think great things can happen. And from there, I, I, I did become a reporter and I eventually worked at PBS. And then I went out to Hollywood for 10 years and which I worked on Red Carpet. That's crazy, right? What is it like to work on the red carpet in Hollywood? It's It was so different than I imagined. It was really um, a different experience than I had imagined. But growing up with Fred and Ginger movies and in our household, cinema meant so much. The arts meant a lot. I had to go out and demystify that for myself. So I went out to L.A. with no job. I knew one person. I called her when I got there. And at the time, Getty Images was launching their video division. So they hired me as a producer to go on the red carpet. And my first oh. red carpet assignment was to uh, cover a Clint Eastwood event. <laughs> it was a similar situation. I didn't know what I didn't know. So we go out there. I put on my cowboy boots and a cool dress. And he was walking by and I called out to him and I got a great soundbite from Clint Eastwood. Nice. We got back to the uh, to Getty. And they said, you got a soundbite with Clint Eastwood. I said, yes. They said, how'd you do it? I said, well, I asked him. So from then <laughs> on, that was like what I did. I always made sure that I got interviews whenever possible, because the truth is the stars don't have to stop for everyone. That's so right. I built relationships with publicists and with the stars so that they would come over and give me some great soundbites. So that always helped you. I imagine even now that helps you, right? I'm that not a philosophy. Yes. I'm not afraid to ask. You have to ask. You have to believe in yourself and whoever you're working for. And you have to believe in your mission. And magic happens. 
when you believe in what you're doing, it's important. And that's one of the magical things about radio is believing you can do it and stepping into that role. So listen, I, I think we might suspect because of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting tie and your owner, is that the person that brought you to Legends Radio? What happened there? Ultimately, yes. But the way that it happened was there was sort of a path that my career took. And mm -hmm. I was doing some fill-in work there. I went back to New Jersey for a few years to take care of my parents. And when they passed, I decided I wanted to live here in Florida again, my happy place. And I called mm -hmm. Dave Robinson, who was always so welcoming. So I got to do some fill-in there. But the big break to do full-time came in August of 2020. And I was at a Whole Foods in Boca. And I was searching for Rayo's marinara sauce because that was my favorite marinara sauce. And they were always out of it because I guess during the pandemic, everybody discovered Rayo's. So they had just gotten a shipment of Rayo's and I was so excited. And I said, how much better can this day get? And the phone rang. <laughs> And it was Tim Reaver, the station manager, and Charlie Shapiro, the vice president of broadcasting. And they invited me to come to the station and do full-time on air. It was a very short conversation. I said, yes, I was so excited. And that's how that happened. And one of the reasons they called me then is because during the pandemic, I was doing Facebook Live trivia, pop culture trivia on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, twice a week, an hour, an hour and a half, because I wanted people to connect. We couldn't connect in person, but I wanted to connect with people and I wanted to have fun with people during this time, during the lockdown. By the way, this shows how smart they are, that they're paying attention to what's going on, right? Yes, they loved what I was doing and they wanted new ideas and they wanted that kind of energy. So it was just a really special day and a special way to be part of the station full-time. It's kind of interesting the way you talk about that. It almost sounds like you accidentally ask the universe for something and it fell in your lap. Tell us about your morning show. Our morning show is very much a reflection of the rest of the station in that the music is the star. For Legends mm. Radio, the music is the star. It's very meaningful. So what we do is we stay out of the way of the listener's experience with the music because it's meaningful to them. It preserves memories. It brings back memories. We play Frank Sinatra, Michael Buble, Tony Bennett, Harry Connick Jr., Diana Krall. So the music is very meaningful to our listeners. So the content that we do complements our listeners' lifestyles. And we are our listeners. So we are very familiar with the experiences of their lives. We want to make everybody's life better. We want people to live their best lives ever. So we bring in information that's going to edify and enrich their lives. We talk about health and wellness. I do a verklempt story of the day, which is an emotional story of the day that's going to tug at the heartstrings. Because we know that emotional connectivity is very important, but we also make sure that we bring a lot of joy to their lives. Well, and look, it's really interesting because Legends Radio is let's say different than many more youth focused radio stations what makes this station really special because it's unique it really is 
It is such a unique and wonderful place to be. It's a gift to work there because first of all, our branding Lloyd is so very clear. It's so clear. And we are in the sweet spot as far as our demographic goes. And this is the genius of our founder, Dick Robinson, who founded the station purely from his heart. The Great American Songbook, the music of Sinatra, it really has a special place in people's hearts. And what makes the station so unique is that every one of our listeners is a brand ambassador. When we go to events, constantly I hear Legends Radio is on from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to sleep at night. It's on in our car. It's on in our home. When we go north for the summer, we take it with us through the app. Not only are our listeners brand ambassadors, but our advertisers really understand how we connect with our listeners. And everyone who works there is within our it was within our demographic and we're brand ambassadors as well. So we have this incredible, vibrant, flourishing community. Okay. But look, I think it's easy to take for granted, right? I mean, some people say Florida is the great waiting room for, for retirement and all that. And, but, but I want to talk about some of your, your real life activities and things uh, that you're involved in around your job. Can you tell us how you became the media ambassador for Dress for, for Success in the Palm Beaches? It, Dress for Success of the Palm Beaches and Dress for Success around the world is one of the most important and impactful organizations that I've ever come across. And I've been involved with Dress for Success previously, but when I became, um, when I was so lucky to get the morning show position, I knew that I wanted to use my voice and my platform to empower this organization and women in general. Dress for Success not only brings women attire, work clothes, career wear, but they have job readiness programs. So I hug this big time because I love the mission and it's a direct impact mission. You donate clothing, you're gonna see that impact women directly. And so they're connecting, wait, they're connecting women to work, women to the ability to have the fashion to, you know what I mean? I mean, everybody's not the same. So when everybody's not the same, uh, people can be intimidated to go and try things. Right. And there's a, there's a confidence that comes with your attire and the way that you feel when you're entering or re-entering the workforce for the first time. And they they provide interviewing classes and job readiness skills. So when I went to Tim Reaver, my station manager and Charlie and Dick and the leadership and Missy and said, I, I want to be a media ambassador for Dress for Success. And I really want to hug this as a station. It's an immediate yes. So I feel listen, really fortunate. It's much more than that for you. You're also involved with PAP Cores. Am I saying that right? PAP Cores Alliance for Cancer Research and for the Women's Chamber of Commerce. These are causes that are close to your heart. Uh, how, how did you get so involved? Well, the PAP, the PAPCOR uh, Champions for Cancer Research, I became involved with because I had melanoma and I was mm. very fortunate that we caught it early. My hairdresser actually discovered melanoma on my scalp. So she saved my life and my doctor sure told did. me. 
So PAPCOR is all about research. So it was a natural fit for me to get involved with them and talk about the great work that they're doing. And as far as the Women's Chamber of Commerce, I was invited to dance at one of their Dancing with Our Stars events, which was mm. a very natural yes for me. And again, yes. it's about being able to make, to give people the tools, the mentorship, and that community that's going to help them live their best lives and flourish. Okay, so let's talk about when people think something is one way, but it actually is completely different. For instance, you know, look, just when people might think a station like Legends, you know, it's like, okay, you don't do as much as others. But that's not actually true at all. In April 2022, you were actually the project manager for Legends Radio's concert for Ukraine, which seems crazy, raised over $135,000. What was that like? And where did the idea come from to raise money yourselves for Ukraine? We were watching the images just like everyone else. Oh, yeah. um, and it was heartbreaking. We we knew that we had to do something. It came together when I got a phone call from a singing superstar who lives locally named Janine Carmiello and her husband, who is her manager and their friends, Mitchell Wentworth. The same day I was having this conversation with others. What can we do? And it the idea of a concert made so much sense. So again, made the phone call, got everyone on board at the station. And Dick Robinson was like, absolutely move forward with it. We called our news. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you, we talked a little bit in the pre-interview about how many layers you have to go through at legends to get something done. And how many layers is that Angela? Well, I say, uh, Little state, what do I say? I say small station, big heart, big yes. heart, no red tape, little red tape, big heart. It's a phone call. It's wow. walking into Tim Reaver's office after a show. And that's such a beautiful thing about working at our station is that we are all, con we all talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And so we, got our news partner channel 12 involved and they helped us promote it. And we got Janine and Mitchell took care of the music part of it. They got their, some of the best singers that we have in South Florida and around the world to do this for us. And the trades picked it up and the local news picked it up. And it was such a labor of love. And we learned a, a few things as well. We partnered with an organization called direct relief, which provided medical supplies to Ukraine and we did QR codes at, at the concert. So you put your phone up and show the QR code. And we learned a lot that day about how all that works. And our listeners learned a lot that day about how to work a QR code and the magic of technology. So it was also the best kind of learning experience for us. And the amount of support, the outpouring of support that we got for it was even beyond our own expectations. Well, we say that once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. I, I just want people to think for a minute, $135,000 materialized out of nowhere. Boom. And you did it. That must have made everybody, including your listeners, feel really incredible. It was a 
wonderful way to get our listeners involved as well, because we were all thinking the same thing. What can we do to make an impact? It was the best of that. What you talk about, Lloyd, relational, live and local impacting the world at large. 100%. Now, uh, you didn't know, but today is going to come with a test. So here it is. Uh, there's so much going on with you. Listen, just please say the word check after each one of these that is true. You dance on PBS for South Florida. Yes. That's a check I'm looking for. You, oh, check. Yes, check. Yes. You've also done this for the Cultural Council for Palm Beach County. Check. The Women's Chamber of Commerce. Check. The Broward County, uh, I'm sorry, the Broward Center for Performing Arts uh, Amaturo Theater. Is that right? That is correct. And that's a check. All right. And your Facebook Live entertainment trivia show became so popular that you started doing a monthly event at the Ben Hotel in West Palm Beach. Check. Where do you get the time to do all of this stuff? I love everything that I do. And I always say, if you love it, you find the time. And it energizes me when I do things that I love to do and that are so meaningful. It it creates momentum and it gives you the energy to do it. And it's so satisfying, all the things that you mentioned that I do that I only do things I love. So I'm really fortunate that way. It's so incredible that you mentioned the words, ah, purposeful. You mentioned uh, uh, how when you're doing something you really love, you feel the passion, you feel the energy from it. Here's a quote about you. Quote, Angela's talent and drive is only outmatched by her sense of honor and giving to projects and people that she is passionate about, unquote. So let's ask this question. How do you know when to say yes when uh, or, or you know, when to say no to somebody, because you can't do it all. I would think, how do you best accomplish this without making people mad? Because you've got to be in those situations. That's such a good question. (laughs) I feel Lloyd, like I haven't said no in a really long time because I've kind of created this universe of yes. And everything Mm. I do in my life and the people that I have in my life, and the the activities that I have in my life just lend themselves to yes. But if I do say no, I never really say no. I say, well, how about we do it this way? Or how about this idea? So it's not like a hard no. I always try to turn it into something positive that could work. Yes. And and look, this did you say universe of yes? Yes, I I that's, really have a universe of yes. That's really such a great thing. And that has gotten you into a lot of things that that energize your life, right? Yes, that, that really bring me a tremendous amount of meaning to my life. And I, I find that when you say no to something, you're not actually saying no, you're saying yes to something else. That's what I try to find. Mm. When you say no to, let's just say it's, you know, you know, you can't go to this event. 
when you frame it, well, it's no to this, but because it's yes to this other thing, it makes life a little bit easier and it keeps everything more positive and moving forward. Absolutely. All right. So look, here's what I think. I think you're clearly not afraid of social media. We've we've talked about you and the Facebook thing a little bit. Does your audience do a lot of social media? And do you specifically do things in social to attract more audience for the morning show and the whole radio station? Yes, we are very social media friendly and we're very social media active. And what I have discovered as far as whether or not whether or not our audience connects to social media, it depends on the post. And I um, think that's really good for I think that's good for us because what you post makes a difference. It's not an automatic flurry of activity to every post. So you, as good as you have to be on the air, you have to be just as good with your social media. But it is another way to connect with your audience. We have a lot of Facebook followers, Instagram. We are always posting, but we're really careful that what we post is meaningful. We don't post just to post. We know we're very clear on what our audience reacts to and connects with because we watch our social media and we monitor our social media and we right. make sure that if they're going to be on our page, it's going to be a meaningful experience for them there just as much as it is on the radio. I love that you talk about experience. Do you do a lot of video or pictures and text? What is your favorite? in terms of, of what you choose to share? Pictures are always my favorite and video. Mm -hmm. Video is really important because I feel that it's how it gives people the full depth and the full meaning of an event. I posted a video recently of our entertainment trivia night and you could see the, the excellence of the performers and the reaction of the audience and how they were engaging. And I just love providing that again, going back to the word experience for, for our social media followers and helping them to understand even on a deeper level, who we are and what we do. I think video is critically important for all social media. I think pictures are also important and also inviting people to engage. And we really try to stay on point with the news that we bring them you know, Tony Bennett, when Tony Bennett passed away, we wanted to make sure that we gave people a forum to tell us their favorite song and to share a Tony Bennett story with us. And that's where social media can really be an extraordinary thing. Oh, and it can capture things that are good for the show, too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Do you have, do you have a favorite uh, personal social media platform that you like? I love Instagram. And because I think it's more fun and it's visual storytelling. I love LinkedIn as well. I oh, think really? it has so much value and you're connecting with people from your industry and just all walks of life. And you learn so much and it's educational and informative. And I do like Facebook. We have a lot of followers on Facebook. I think it's also important. And I think each platform is different and it has its own feeling and its own vibe. 
So when we post, we don't necessarily post all the same things across all our platforms. I'm very much a believer in that each social media platform has its own personality and vibe. And so I take the time to match that to what we're posting. That's nice. Are you the lead in social media? I do a lot of the social media. Yes. Our station. So, so let's ask this question. This really isn't about you, but about people who would be listening to this. What advice would you give to a talent in the radio business that is intimidated by social media and specifically, especially those who are worried about, I don't know if I can be perfect before they decide to launch things. Social media is an extension and an expansion of your personal brand. It is, in my opinion, critical to building your brand, to activating your brand and optimizing your brand to be on social media as your most authentic self. Nobody wants perfection. People want to see you in your daily life as much as you want to show them, as much as you want to share. So you have your personal brand and then you have your station brand. And there should be an intersection there. And hopefully that's true. But personal branding is so important now. And your authentic personal brand is critical. So this is what I say, Lloyd. You're on social media, whether yourself or not. So my advice is be in front of your own narrative, create your own narrative and don't rely on other people's social media. It's nice when other people include you in their social media, but you're in charge of your narrative and your branding. So get on there and be your best personal brand. Show the world who you are and create a community around that. You heard it here first. Get on it, people. Now, listen, tell us about your part of Florida, because you said earlier that, you know, you spent some time down here and then you wanted to get back later. Tell us about the area that you live in and what makes it special. I live in Palm Beach County, Florida, and I lived here for 20 years once. I left for 10 years plus and then decided this was going to be the place where I would I guess end up living is a, is a place to say it because it is a lovely part of the world in the, the weather, even though it's really hot. I'm okay with heat. It's very tropical, especially right now. But I feel like this area of the world, South Florida, is growing and there's so much opportunity here. There's a reason that people are coming to South Florida. I've always connected with this place and a lot of New York and New Jersey, my friends, have moved here. We call it the sixth borough of New York because I I feel comfortable here. There's so much building going on here, which I see as a, as a positive thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to love about this lifestyle. There's a lot of great arts and culture. We have the Kravis center, the Maltz Jupiter theater. There's so much talent here. There's so much to explore. I love Mm -hmm. it. No, I'm not a beach person, but I love that the beach is there. Well, and you guys at Legends, you have an exclusive hold on a very special canon of music that that makes you really exclusive, right? Yes, yes, we do. We have a unique 
and special. I go back to the word brand. And really for me, Legends is not just a radio station. Legends is a lifestyle. We don't just create radio. That's the fulcrum of what we do. But we have created a lifestyle around Legends Radio. We do music events. I do dance events for our listeners. And everyone at Legends who works there has talents. A lot of our on-air people are musicians, singers, cuisine experts, entrepreneurs. So all of those talents get to be activated to create a listener experience that goes beyond their ears. We do these tribute shows. I do salsa socials, you know, mm. lessons. And so we have a really unique opportunity to, to reach a demographic that wants to be active and enjoy their lives here. We really are in a sweet spot. Well, and I've got to ask you this. Does this lead you? It certainly leads me down the path of asking the question. Do you and your morning show partner, do you do a lot of endorsements? Are you engaging with your sellers? Very much so. My morning show partner is Steve Ketelar, who's got a very long history in radio. And we do endorsements and we believe in endorsements. And Dick Robinson gave me such great advice when I started in radio. He said, make sure that you really believe in what you're talking about because listeners know the difference. Everybody knows the difference. So we do endorsements that we believe in. Not only do we do on-air endorsements, but we engage with our clients and we create events for our clients. We are very much there. And that's another good thing about working at the station where we are. We get to be very creative with our advertisers. If they want to do an event, we'll go to an event. We we will do a music event. Let's say we'll bring some live music that day to the event that they want to do. So we're really able to be creative and entertaining with our with our advertisers and really believe in what they're doing. And that's so important to what we do. I I do believe in endorsements and as a station we do as well. All right. So I always end up here, no matter what happens in our interview, we, we try to end up here. We all like to speculate about the future. Some people do that with fear. Some people do it with excitement about the future. I don't know which one you are, but I am going to ask if you could choose the future path of local radio. What do you think you'd like the future of radio to look like? I love that question. It's such a thoughtful question. I want radio stations to always think of themselves as a brand and to activate and optimize everything that that means. And I think we should be our own disruptors, not with technology, but with humanology. We have an opportunity to be our own disruptors. And this is what I mean. What we're seeing in South Florida is the incredible growth of communities in the 55 plus arena. Yes. Developers can't even keep up with the need for housing. So let's take a page from that playbook and say, what is it that people are really looking for? Connectivity, social activities, the humanity that radio is so good at. Let's keep doing more of that and creating community. That's what I think we're already good at and we can just even get better. 
Yes. Now, Angela, you you have been giving us a tutorial in the authenticity of radio. And I love your talk about personal brand. You know, sometimes people overuse brand. But in this case, you did not misuse it, not one time. And it's interesting. I think a lot of people in radio don't think about their personal brand as much and and combine that with the authenticity and also your conversation around controlling the narrative of your own personal brand. I want to thank you for spending this time with us today and for being our guest. Thank you so much, Lloyd. This has been an honor and I'm so grateful. Well, listen, please don't take for granted what we're doing here and help us by sharing this episode from our website, RainmakerPathway.com in the free blog section and sharing it with others. We want you to do that too, who are interested in growing their careers in radio and audio. This episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast was designed like the 100 plus others already in our archive to encourage radio pros at all levels. We want to thank today's special guest, Angela Manfredi, uh, morning show co-host of Legends Radio, West Palm Beach. You can look them up and hear their uh, incredible format and what they're doing uh, in the West Palm Beach area. Of course, a very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and to Just Joe Productions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in connecting with this kind of content. They can subscribe for free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere that they get their podcast right on their smartphone. We say this all the time on our podcast, and I say it to clients regularly. Once you have a radio station, you could get anything else you want. If you have any questions about this philosophy, reach out to me. I promise it is a high passion for me to share it with you, and I love to prove it to clients. And I do it through proving it through them, not through me. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else about today's podcast event, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers. We'll make it a great week in local radio.